Kyle Sondland and Herbert Konings are founding partners for Security Token Group. All opinions expressed by them or guests on this podcast are solely their opinions and do not represent the views of Security Token Group or its subsidiaries. You should not take any opinion expressed on the show as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow any investment strategy. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Security Token Show. It's episode 156. I'm your co-host, Kyle Sondland, joined by my co-host and business partner, Herwig Konings. We're here in sunny Miami, Florida, talking about security tokens, investment banking, finance, international jurisdictions, and how they interact with the blockchain industry. We've got an amazing lineup for you, as always, talking about everything in the space. But before we get into the show, I do want to thank our sponsor, which this week is Honeybricks. Honeybrick's platform breaks the barriers to commercial real estate investing by providing an SEC-compliant, fractional, and tokenized ownership that makes buying, earning passive rental income, and selling real estate instant, low-cost, and enjoyable. Each Honeybrick's real estate token represents real ownership in a physical real estate property. It generates passive income and capital growth for the investors, so you can explore the Honeybrick's marketplace for their current offerings and buy tokens at Honeybricks using fiat, crypto, or staking existing crypto in order to get involved. Check out their website at honeybricks.com for more information on the future of real estate investing. Shout out to Honeybricks for making this show possible. It wouldn't be possible without our sponsors, of course. So with that, we've got a great show lined up for you today. The top five things you need to know all the latest industry news, the latest security token offerings, secondary market updates, as well as an inside look inside the metaverse, Mm. followed by our main topic this week, which is actually about the proof of stake upgrade and how that has in fact affected NFTs and everything else that might be in the crypto world. So let's dive right into it, Kyle. With that, it's time for the top five. And starting off our top five this week, we've got number one, the biggest news you got to know about Spice VC, the first tokenized venture capital fund focused on Web3 and the security token space has made an investment into security token markets crowdfund. So we are proud to announce them as a lead investor. Of course, you can go check out this deal. More information at securitize.io. And moving into number two, El Salvador. You may remember the country legalized Bitcoin as legal tender for the country alongside their native currency. They made headwaves for doing that. It caused all kinds of international commotion. On top of that, they doubled down, saying they were going to issue government-backed bonds that were being created for Bitcoin, the Bitcoin-backed bond using all kinds of thermal power from volcanoes. It It was quite a master plan. And unfortunately, it's delayed again. They're facing all kinds of scrutiny. Certainly, it doesn't help that Bitcoin is down over 50% since when they made it tender. And certainly when they first issued those bonds, it was announced in 2021, November, and we still haven't seen it. And recently, Blockstream CTO came out and did confirm it will be delayed. So there's there's quite a few issues there, but props to them for trying to be innovative. Maybe we'll see as a result of this sort of uh, unannounced uh, leak about the fact that it's not going to be in September. They'll come out with an updated date soon enough that we'll, of course, keep you updated with. Number three. Three, ERX Spring Fund has officially invested in the Series B of T0. Now, if you don't know the ERX 
spring fund that's actually behind them, elevated returns. And if you don't know elevated returns, you may be more familiar with the Aspen coin, which is of course trading on T0 itself. That's the same region in Aspen. You can go own a piece of it thanks to this tokenization by elevated returns. And they have now more strategically aligned with T0 than ever by investing in their Series B. So I'm sure we'll see great things to come from Stefan DeBates and his team there with T0. I'm sure there's going to be some more updates of other investments they make soon. And number four, or Grayscale says that some of the cryptos that they have fund products for might be securities. In a recent disclosure to the SEC, those three were XLM, ZEC, and ZEN. XLM being Stellar, ZEC being Zcash, the two of the three that are the largest, most well-known assets, which I almost said they're securities perhaps. According to Grayscale, this is a risk factor for them and they actually have funds with capital that are deployed into these assets. We'll see how the SEC responds. Definitely a sign that the SEC may be gearing up for more enforcement actions. Number five, last thing you need to know for sure is that Security Token Group, the parent company behind Security Token Market, has officially been accepted into the Endeavor Scale-Up Program here in Miami to help uh, uh, companies like our own here scale and grow our business to the next level. So we couldn't be more excited to take advantage of the incredible uh, mentorship, expertise, and all the knowledge that they have over at the Endeavor team. Thank you, Rebecca, and on everybody else that's been involved with us and helping us through that process. And with that, let's head over to Annie Yanzi and get the rest of the industry news. Happy Grand Rising, everyone. Our first news of the day is about our amazing company, Security Token Market. ARCAX, a global cryptocurrency and FCA-regulated digital asset ecosystem, has joined STM Data Partnership Network. ARCAX provides professional investors and institutions with a primary market for investing into digital asset projects. It also offers a regulated exchange for secondary trading of digital issuances and a regulated custody service. STM's partnership enables access to services such as data integration, marketing partnerships, and more among companies focused on building the tokenization industry. Next up, we have Japan prepared to change the way they tax crypto investments. According to the Financial Service Agency, which happens to be their top financial regulator, the reforms have come as a response from critics, some being leading politicians. Critics say, are saying Japanese companies are seeking to relocate overseas due to their restrictive tax laws. The companies want to levy crypto as a form of income rather than a capital gain for individuals. With their current laws, crypto is levied under corporation tax laws and companies must pay taxes on paper gains. This means companies have to pay tax on tokens that would increase their worth even if the company does not sell for fiat. The FSA mentioned that they want to allow individual investors in crypto companies tax breaks and give retail investors access to a tax break program. The program allows them to exempt up to $2,900 worth of assets from capital gains tax. However, it is not clear if this will apply to crypto investments outside of the security token space. The FSA's request is not set in stone yet, so, yet, since it has to be reviewed by the Tax Commission, but the proposal is very likely to be accepted. Moving forward, we have ADDX offering a cash management option. The private digital securities is in collaboration with the OCBC Group's Lion Global invest Investors, to allow users to sweep funds into digital asset wallet with an interest-generating account. ADDX Earn seeks to avoid short-term volat volatility while preserving capital. 
Returns for products under ADDX Earn are designed to be higher than short-term bank deposit rates. The Lion Global Funds are set to be invested in high-quality portfolios of debt instruments, which gives them the flexibility to adjust portfolio allocations in response to changing interest rates and market conditions. Investors can redeem their investments through ADDX on a weekly basis, and both funds will accrue interest daily. Next up, we have Polymesh exploring stablecoin support in their network. They are beginning with Stably and USDS. After the collapse of Luna, it became clear that many assets backed stablecoins are the safest moving forward. Stably hopes that offering USDS can bring in another player into the field. Graham Moore, the head of tokenization at Polymesh, said he is looking forward to the value Stably will bring to their ecosystem and that together both companies are dedicated to driving the adoption and growth of tokenized assets. For our last news of the day, we have fan tokens achieving more than $90 billion in sales despite the bear market we're in. Back in March, the sales of fan tokens were higher than $9 billion. Some that, some that achieve significant results include FC Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, Inter Milan, and PSG. With the increasing popularity of fan tokens, Battle Infinity has also gained interest. This is because it is an exciting ecosystem focused on fantasy sports. In it, the players get to create their dream teams and get a taste of being a part of the most popular teams in the metaverse. Okay, folks, that's all the news I have for you today. Let's pass it on to Jason for STO updates. Hello, tokenizers. I'm Jason with your STO updates. First, we have the security token market crowdfund. There are so far 82 investors, 12 countries, and five continents and counting invested in this crowdfund. Now, leading the charge is... The first tokenized venture capital firm, Spice VC, which notably invested in Securitize, INX Limited, and Backed. Now keep an eye out for a Twitter Live coming soon with Spice VC managing partner Tal Elyashiv. Now moving on, we have OSL's tokenized bond. OSL Digital Securities runs a crypto exchange out of Hong Kong and is testing out tokenization through a digital bond on Ethereum at $10,000 a token with both a fixed rate coupon and a bonus coupon tied to Bitcoin movements over three months. This was done through a private placement in Hong Kong and as a proof of concept with a small group of investors, but they believe that other institutions may want to offer similar opportunities with them in the future. Now this token is tradable between whitelisted private wallets that went through KYC AML or wallets whitelisted by the transfer agent. Keep an eye out, that's all for this week. See you next week, happy tokenizing. Hi everyone, Thor here, filling in for Sam Sachs and welcome to the market update. The security token market cap has opened the week down, trading a hair above the $17.6 billion mark. A report was recently released on the top 15 security tokens to pay attention to in 2022. We're going to dive into a couple today. The first of which is Science Blockchain. The project's idea is to build firms and invest in them. As such, it is helping the development of the next generation of companies that can help shape the future and make it a bright, positive, and profitable one. To achieve, this, uh, to achieve this goal, it is also bringing together the best talents with the best ideas, and it provides financing. So far, it has already helped 60 different companies get started and obtain funding, and it acquired eight businesses that are now a part of its growing ecosystem. Science Token currently trades at $0.49, cents, with a market cap just over $6 million. SiriHub is an investment token that is backed by real estate and fully regulated and registered with the SEC. 
In fact, it is the first SEC-regulated token backed by real estate in the world, and it is based in Thailand. It allows investors to gain a stable yield on their investments, and its underlying asset is the well-known Siri campus. The project's idea is to empower the investors. Uh, the, the project's idea is to empower the investors' wealth and allow them to receive a regular revenue share every quarter of every year. It also grants them a revenue share from the Siri campus complex, and in doing so, it aims to promote safe investments in real estate-backed tokens. Siri Hope's token trades at 25 cents, with a market cap just below $40 million. Finally, we have a project called Tanaga Island Resort, which is issued by a company known as Tanaga Resorts Corporation. Essentially, the firm saw potential in the crypto industry and decided to create a security token, which, due to being properly regulated, is the safest form of digital currency for a major corporation to deal with. The idea is to use the so-called TIRC token to raise $10.6 million and then use the money for building a five-star beach resort. Once the resort becomes operational, investors will start receiving regular rewards, and all they need to do is keep the token. The resort is expected to open in December 2024, according to the company's roadmap. The TIRC token currently trades at $24 million market cap. These tokens, as well as hundreds more, are tracked 24-7-365 on stomarket.com. That's all for now. Have an amazing rest of your week. Wakey, wakey. Welcome to Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Van Gogh. Apple's new trademarks hints at its new virtual reality brand will be called Reality. The filings come from Immersive Health Solutions, LLC, a company unknown to the public, which Bloomberg reports is linked to Apple. Apple is known to have used shell companies to file trademarks ahead of its launches in the past. Next, Snoop Dogg and Eminem bring the metaverse to the VMAs, marking the first live performance together in over two decades. The performance has mixed reviews, but what is undeniable is with an average audience interaction rate of over 38 million people across its platforms in 2021, this year's VMAs and the duo's performance brought a unique opportunity to increase the visibility of Web3. And moving forward, after marrying couples in its Las Vegas Cantina wedding chapel from 2017 to 2021, Taco Bell is spicing things up in November 2022 with its first ever Taco Bell Metaverse wedding. The virtual event, which will feature one lucky couple legally marrying, will have a live stream inside the Central Land so that loved ones, special guests, fans can all catch up on the comfort of the comforts of their own homes. Of course, the virtual celebration will include all the best parts of a classic wedding, including music, dancing, food, and drinkings in the lounge. Next, the FTC chair is using a discredit theory to block a meta acquisition. Federal Trade Commission Chair Lena Khan props for legal invention. Her agency's lawsuit to block Facebook parent company from acquiring Unlimited, the virtual reality app developer creates an antitrust metaverse lawsuit worthy of the history books. That was Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Van Gogh. And now we're back from the metaverse talking about my favorite segment, Herwig. We are talking about the companies of the week. This is two companies, Herwig and I pick one, that we thought made a really big splash. We wanted to specifically highlight for doing some amazing things in the industry. Herwig, I want to hear what yours is. We've been dying to hear it. 
Kyle, I actually don't have a company this weekend. Ah. In fact, sometimes on a rare occasion on the show, we do actually nominate either an individual or even a government body. Anything is fair game. What we believe we want to, uh, you know, put a spotlight to here in the mm. industry. And I got to give it to OK Hotshot, who is a NFT analyst, and he put out a great thread on Twitter that you can go check out. It's the 18 uncomfortable truths about NFTs. He says that'll put you ahead of 96% of people in the game. Some of the ones that I thought that I definitely agreed with uh, is that most people are going to lose their money. Uh, Most influencers don't know what they're doing and celebrities probably don't make for a good investment. Uh, And by the time you hear about it on Twitter spaces, it's probably too late. (laughs) Not a lot of good sides there. But there was some other great wisdom in there that I think a lot of people are not talking about in NFTs, which is the fact that he acknowledged that if you're not signing anything for terms, you're not really getting anything other than some kind of a hyperlink and some digital receipt. Uh, Also, that there is no intrinsic value to NFTs themselves. So be careful what you're investing in. Even warns that perhaps your time could be spent better. And finally, last but not least, check my notes here. Um, It is hype driven, folks. It is completely FOMO hype driven. You got to get in the know in order to figure out really what is going to be a good NFT bet. So, of course, take everything with a grain of salt. I think the biggest thing missing here is the fact that security tokens are really just a better version of NFTs. We've seen the stepping stone. We're not sure what backs Bitcoin. We see something backing a single asset to an NFT. The future is securities where everybody can get access to something that has a real backing, real terms as he acknowledges, real intrinsic value, and something that isn't just driven by hype, but actually fundamentals. So of course, that's why you're here watching this show, but I had to give a spotlight to OK Hotshot because education is the name the game. And I felt that everyone really should go check out this thread if they're thinking about, you know, professionally or putting a large sum of cash into the NFT game. It's a very good point. Shout out to OK Hotshot. You can follow them on Twitter. My company of the week this week, Herwig, I think we covered it in the top five. And I wanted to re-highlight because I think that in the security token space, the holy grail of the industry is liquidity right? And liquidity can mean a lot of different things. We've certainly talked about many different definitions here on the show. But one thing's for sure, in order to have liquid markets, you need to have capital that's flowing into it. And so I always like to highlight the companies that are actively deploying in this mission, in this vision, because we have so much innovation going on in security tokens, but a lot of issuers that are still trying to raise capital, still trying to get over that hump, reach the network effects that allow you to scale into a really successful business. And so seeing the companies that are investing in that innovation is such a fantastic thing. So this week, I wanted to highlight ERX Spring Capital. X Spring Capital is nice. the venture fund facilitated by elevated returns. We talked about elevated returns in the top five, as I mentioned, through this investment. But ER has done quite a few things based in the APAC region, specifically Thailand, where they've done many different issuances of real property and real assets there. They're opening a licensed marketplace to trade these assets in that jurisdiction. They created Aspen Coin, which is the St. Regis Hotel in Aspen, is actually tokenized and trading on T0. They facilitated that deal. And now they're actually an active investor, as was announced via press release, in the T0 Series B. So they have now invested in T0 as one of the most institutional facing marketplaces for security tokens internationally. Of course, this is the same round that the Intercontinental Exchange invested 
in T0. They own the New York Stock Exchange, by the way. And so it just goes to show Elevator Returns has great access. They're now deploying into this industry. Shout out to them for participating, for really speaking it into existence. And, and Stefan is an OG in this industry. So well done for maintaining the steam and momentum and continuing to deploy capital. Couldn't agree more with that choice, Kyle. I mean, absolutely major news. More uh, capital for T0 means more capital market benefits for, for security tokens. And hopefully, as you pointed out, they have a global exchange. So there could be some cross collaboration in the future mm -hmm. there, perhaps bringing that APAC region to the T0 platform in some form or another. So that could be really, really exciting. And like you said, in all your different examples, they really you know eat their own dog food or drink your own champagne, something we also mm -hmm. like to live by. Buy, of course, with our own crowdfund. So uh, I think it's awesome. Great choice, Kyle. And with that, Harley, I think it's time for the main topic. Let's dive in. So the NFT market has been somewhat holding strong, although despite you know the bear market. However, could the whole market come crashing down thanks to the Ethereum upgrade, the major overhaul to the blockchain platform behind most major NFT projects? Kyle, let's break down exactly what is this upgrade, this overhaul. You know, let's break down, I think, for everybody to understand what these implications could actually mean for the NFT market. Sure, sure. So, you may have heard of Ethereum. Ethereum is essentially the operating system for a blockchain network. You can build all kinds of stuff on top of it. Those things would be considered apps or applications, just like what you'd see on your cell phone with the operating system of your choice. So, basically, with Ethereum, they upgrade. They change things over time that make it more efficient, more cost-effective, faster, things like that. And one of the big changes that's been a hot topic around the world is proof-of-work versus proof-of-stake. Bitcoin notoriously is a proof-of-work cryptocurrency, pioneering this idea of using computing power to solve math problems. And those math problems are what we use to verify that it's a transaction actually happened. Because it's so complicated mathematically, it's really, really hard to hack. When I say hard, I just mean expensive. It can take a long time. So it's just impractical to hack is probably a better word. And so proof-of-work is usually considered the most secure, but many have come under fire with the idea that it's really energy intensive. This requires obviously a lot of electricity and there's all kinds of, of concerns around what that means for the environment. But then on top of that, it's much slower because you actually have to do the work. You can't right. scale past solving these math problems. The idea then is to change or potentially propose the change to switch to proof of stake, where instead of having every individual user having to solve all these math problems with a computer, we can delegate specific people to make those choices for us in a trusted and transparent way. So you're still transparent, you're still building a permissionless system, but the change here is just who is enforcing that it's a transparent and permissionless system. Are we allowing anybody to do it as long as they put in the work? Or are we electing someone in a representative democratic system to make those decisions for us? It sounds very similar to our kind of government system because that tends to be a very scalable solution. Ethereum not only proposed that, but it was approved, meaning that there is going to be a significant overhaul to the underlying mechanisms that power Ethereum. This is known as a hard fork because they have to change everything essentially behind how the blockchain works versus what they would consider a soft fork, which is just kind of a routine bug fix or upgrade that doesn't cause actual changes to the network. So Ethereum in the middle of September is going to hard fork to proof of stake. A big deal. Okay, so let me see if I got that into layman's terms here. Essentially, Ethereum, the operating system behind NFTs, 
is not going through a software upgrade where it may be fixing some of the bugs or codes, which we call a soft fork, as mm -hmm. you said, but it's going through a hard fork. It's changing its consensus mechanism, the way it actually is able to validate a lot of this data and therefore switching to a different mechanism from proof of work to proof of stake. In this case requires a hard fork to make this upgrade, as they say, uh, and therefore, uh, what does that mean? So basically what happens is if you imagine just a straight line going upwards, right? And you're just each new block, every, every new transaction you add to the network just stacks this pile upwards. Well, when we hard fork, we split because at a specific moment, we now have decided to upgrade the blockchain and go into a different direction. However, because it is a hard fork and because you don't have 100% of people on board with this direction, the old blockchain will still continue to be run. And we've seen this example before. You may recognize Ethereum Classic, ETC. Ethereum, the blockchain that we all use today, we're talking about in this episode, actually has had a hard fork happen before. That's right. Because it had a hack, a lot of people lost millions of dollars. Hundreds. They decided hundreds of millions of dollars. They decided to roll back the blockchain to before the hack happened and then make changes to the systems that that, that steal or that stolen amount wouldn't happen a in the actual reversal way. in the transaction records, essentially, which on such a scale required a hard fork, exactly. not a soft fork to fix. Therefore, that's right. If you go look it up, you may not know there's an Ethereum classic that lives and breathes today with its own chain, its own activity, its own developers, the same way that Ethereum as we know it today does too. We may very well be looking at another fork now with this proof of stake upgrade uh, where we've got a new chain to follow. And that's where we come to our main topic, Kyle. How do NFTs, these non-fungible unique items living on the Ethereum chain that have potential utilities that are trading on marketplaces, what happens to them when there are two chains? Do we do we have two tokens on two chains? Do we have one that is removed from the other? How do we, you know, how do we go about I think defining what we call the snapshots? Mm. Essentially when the upgrade is made, the transition between the two chains switching, we have a snapshot of time and data of all of the history before that. How does that affect these NFTs? This is a really good question because the answer is we don't fully know. No, There's not necessarily one way to go in this operation, which is really, I think, the whole point of this conversation is that we're just going to throw out a bunch of potential realities that, that we're going to have to face in the next couple of weeks where not everything is determined yet. And this presents some potential risks in the system because there may not be a right answer. The decision right. that we choose or that is choose chosen by the community may not actually be what's best for the underlying IP, for example, as an NFT holder. And so this is really important because there's a couple of, I'm, I'm listing essentially three ways that you could see this happening. As you mentioned, the first way would be they take a snapshot. So basically, if you think about blocks as a series of 10 minute transactions, right? There will be a specific block that is the last one of Ethereum as a proof of work blockchain. And then it will have that split where one will be proof of work and one will be proof of stake. But we can go kind of right to that crux, right to that, that, that point right before the split occurs and evaluate where the assets were and then reissue those onto, or, or it will just kind of merge onto the new blockchain that we've decided to upgrade to. And then potentially, the second blockchain either recreates those assets on their blockchain because they view it as unique and alone. That would be considered a snapshot where you're essentially duplicating the asset on two different blockchains on two different blockchain wallets. 
This causes significant inflation, obviously, as we've now doubled the amount of assets in the ecosystem. That being said, oftentimes this causes the original chain that gets forked away from to have massive crashes because nobody cares about it. No one will accept it because of this snapshot value. So you can see some significant problems there. Let's back it up again and see if I got you on layman's terms. Yeah. What's going to happen is after this fork, this upgrade, we may be looking at potentially two chains, therefore two tokens, therefore two non-fungible tokens, which is of the same kind, which is actually more or less an oxymoron. Right. <laughs> um, but that is exactly what we're looking at. You've got your board ape on the Ethereum chain, and you've got your board ape on the Ethereum 2.0 chain. Just like you could have back then, if we had board apes, you could have had potentially a board ape on the Ethereum Classic chain. So now what you're saying is potentially we could recognize only one chain, and therefore the other chain completely loses its value we could potentially see a scenario where each token is living its own value and its own uh, uh, application. Because mm -hmm. again, we could have, for example, an Ethereum 2.0 application where my board ape lets me get access to a game, a sports game of some kind. My, my 1.0 version, it only uh, is has trading value because there are some OG people who really like the collector's edition value to it. And so there actually is a lot of trading value behind those OG ones, but they actually have no relevant application in the real world. Those could, this could absolutely, sounds like it could be a scenario, right? Yeah, no, and, and this is not just a conspiracy theory that you could have two of the same NFTs. It's actually something that OpenSea came out and said, we're not going to be supporting proof of work Ethereum NFTs. We're only going to be supporting the proof of stake ones. And so even they've recognized this is a potential reality. And this has greater consequences than just which one are we going to choose, right? A lot of these NFTs have access to the IP rights of the underlying NFT. So in this case, you know, when we're talking about Ethereum Classic versus the Ethereum we use today, or Ethereum Proof of Stake versus Ethereum Proof of Work, the problem is that the NFT right now is owned on the Proof of Work blockchain. So even though we've upgraded to the Proof of Stake one, it is the Proof of Work one that originally housed that NFT that just happened to change now to the proof of stake. So I feel like both sides actually do have some degree of an argument. Now the actual chain it's issued on becomes the proof of stake one. So they have a fair argument that no, this is the, the actual one, but proof of stake could make an argument that it was minted on a proof of stake blockchain of Ethereum. And so they have some claim as the original issuer. So I think it does present some really complicated questions that will continue to be asked. And as we know with real world assets, this translates to dollar signs. So you're going to start seeing legal cases. Board apes are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. What you're saying is today's board ape on the proof of work chain actually has the IP rights. That's what you bought. You supposedly can go do whatever you want with them, make movies, do commercial things. They, you own those rights. But now, of course, we've got our proof of stake that's been recognized. Uh, by OpenSea saying, this is the thing that we're trading from now on. But again, they're two different tokens. So who uh, is actually responsible for the IP rights between the two tokens? Obviously, the value, again, could trade, creating lots of confusions and questions. There could be other platforms that do support the two uh, in trading. So there's going to be definitely just a lot of interesting developments as a result of this upgrade for the NFT space. Could it bring it all down? Unlikely not, because we have seen hard forks in the crypto space before. And as a result, most applications tend to go with the upgrade and then find a way to resume operations on the new chain. 
uh, like OpenSea is already forewarning us that they plan to be prepared. Uh, will we see this a case across the industry? Could there still be a healthy NFT uh, market that develops on the old chains? Does everybody agree necessarily? Sure, there was a majority for the upgrade, but not necessarily everybody agrees with this new change. It's related to environment, it's related to security, it's related to scaling. We're talking about two new Ethereums, folks. Uh, so this is going to have very, very interesting implications to NFTs. We wish we told you exactly what was going to happen, but that, if anyone tells you they know, they're simply wrong. Yeah, I think that really the way that I look at it is that there is a lot of uncertainty here. And so not only in the immediate short term of having active people that disagree with this change, but what happens if three to six months from now, the rollout isn't smooth, it's not effective, or let's pretend for hypothetical that it's slower or that gas fees are more expensive than they are today. And so now people are seeing this as, hey, wait, this is maybe not a good idea. What happens once you start go to back have, to the old chain? Yeah, if you have dissent among the ranks, all of a sudden things are different. And now you've got a proof of stake asset, you've got a proof of work asset. And now what happens when the majority flips back to using proof of work? Do we go back to that? Are we going to flip flop? So who knows the answer in that scenario? That's probably not going to happen, but it's not impossible, right? This is not an inconceivable We're idea. talking about multi-billion dollar companies yeah. that their entire products could be affected by changes like this into something they have no control control over because we're talking about a decentralized operating system uh, in a sense, as opposed to say Windows or iPhone coming out with a new upgrade. So uh, very, very interesting stuff, Kyle. I think we can wrap it up there. Hopefully if someone still doesn't quite understand this topic, of course, we're here available to answer your questions. We always love feedback and your thoughts of what we should talk about next. You can follow us on social media, Kyle and I are very available on LinkedIn, on Twitter. We're everywhere. And you should check out stomarket.com or stm.co for, for short to go check out the latest trading information, all of the latest security token news. It's your one-stop shop to get started in this industry. Thank you so much. Talk to you next week. Happy tokenizing.